What is up, my friends? Welcome to Rebel and Create's Fatherhood Field Notes podcast, where I interview incredible fathers, gaining wisdom from their stories for you and I to grow in our craft. I'm your guide, Ned Shout, father to five kiddos, currently ages 8 to 15, and husband to my rad wife, Sarah, working on our 17th year of marriage. So, yep, I'm in the thick of it, the adventure of fatherhood, working daily to rebel against the low expectations for fathers and create a world where fatherhood matters. You and I have the greatest opportunity to impact our world through the way we embrace our fatherhood role. I believe the role of the father is to serve, guide, provide, protect, and have fun in the messiness of it all. Today's guest is John Francis, and you are going to love meeting him. He has created an incredible event called Father's Eve. He started it back in 2012, and it has had just fun growth since then. It's a low commitment and a great opportunity for dads to get together the night before Father's Day and spend time celebrating being a dad. Enjoy meeting my new friend, John. All right, welcome to Fatherhood Field Notes. I'm looking forward to getting to know John Francis with you guys. John, welcome to uh, the podcast. How are you today? Thank you, Ned. I'm good. Real good. Glad to be here. Yeah, we're going to have a good time. Um, just to get some stats out of the way, let, I'm going to ask you a few questions. Where do you reside right now? Where are you living? I am in the Twin Cities in Minneapolis, Minnesota. I, I am I'm technically in Mendota Heights, a first ring suburb, but uh, the frozen North Tundra. But, but right now it's actually pretty good. Things are relatively calm right now. So we're feeling good in Minnesota. Nice. All right. And then uh, how many kids do you have? I am a proud father of two lovely daughters. My oldest is uh, 17, going on 30, and she's a senior in high school, just about to go off to college. We're very excited for her. And my youngest is 14-year-old daughter, eighth grader. Uh, She's a great kid, really talented, going into high school next year. So I got another lap through high school. Uh, But I'm blessed with two healthy, normal kids. They're challenging they're challenged. Uh, yeah, have <laughs> got all kinds of normal stuff going on. I mean, uh, you know, we're far from perfect, but they are lovely girls, and um, I'm lucky. They're healthy, smart, respectful. If you ask my friends, I raised some good kids. So uh, nice. I'm a nice. That's awesome. Girls. Yeah. Yeah, and couple transitions, and you know, one going into high school, and then and then one graduating. So a new season of life for you. That's that's awesome. Yeah. And then, how many years you've been married? I am married to my lovely wife. It'll be 22 years this summer. In nice. Yeah, right 20. on, man. That's yeah, that's awesome. Start, I would call it, yeah. And then what do you do for a living? You know, um, what do you find yourself doing to provide for the family? Well, my, my history and, and uh, work background is in franchising. I've been okay. in, in and around the franchising business for my whole life, to be honest. And uh also real estate. I've done a fair amount of deals in real estate and commercial properties. So I've worked with mostly small businesses, right? Not, okay. not big public companies. I'm not a corporate kind of guy. I'm a small business uh, guy and a particular niche in franchise. Anything franchising is, is right up my alley. And uh, I'm lucky that I get to, I, I've had my own, I've owned and, and developed and bought and sold and done a fair number of deals and had more wins than losses. So I'm lucky, but uh, yeah. I've learned from everything. And so now I, I, today I serve on some boards. Uh, I do a little bit of project and coaching and like executives and stuff and, and franchise company stuff. So okay. I work from home. I work uh, 
my career is a, what I would say is a on-purpose portfolio career is what I've heard it called because I like it. I want to be home when my kids are home. And um, right. I'm a work from home dad on purpose because because I can and because I want to. And, uh, so do you find that that has created seasons where you're working a lot because you are kind of the, yeah. the final? And then there's also seasons where you are really engaged with the family because you have control of your life? Yes, it's a it's a like anything. It's not easy. Nothing's easy. I, I've come to appreciate that. But it's a it's what I would call calendar discipline. Once, yeah. once you learn to really honor your calendar commitments and whether they're family or personal or client or, or whatever. So I, if you look at my calendar, I can, I'm looking at it here on the other screen. I can show you what it looks like. It's a mess, but you know, I managed to keep my commitments. I really, I, I try I struggle, but it's, it's a good balance. You know, I want to be where I need to be when I need to be there. So it, it's hard to say no. Uh, Cause I'm a, I'm a fun guy. I'm a, I'm a pleaser. I, I don't like conflict. I'm not looking for trouble. You know, I try to solve. <laughs> yeah. right? I, I don't make problems. But, uh, so what's uh since you've been, um, uh, you know, led your life by your calendar, those of us who might be transitioning into that, what's, you know, yeah. what's one or two tips that you would suggest um, that have been helpful that you've yeah. learned? Well, uh, the easy, easy thing is um, like, we get the school calendar. My kids are in school. So school yeah. I volunteer at school. I'm a, I work with stuff at school. I try to be active. And uh, so get the school calendar and put them all in right away. Nice. And ask them, is this going to be the same thing? Do you do this every year or is it a different, you know, is it like the first weekend of the whatever quarter, you know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. try to plan ahead as far as possible. That's a big tip. And then um, I guess this is not a real secret, but I'm, I'm learning how to do it as I block time off in the mornings, like a couple hours to just dig out and get ready because if I have clients that drop in in the first couple hours, I can't get the rest of the day. I get buried. So my my client time starts a little bit later, usually, unless I need it to pull back, I can. Uh, so having that calendar block. And then every other week, I block a day a week. Oh, okay. Different day each week. So I've got some block time, whether it's for me to blast out of here or whether I need it to catch up or whether I've got something important I need to do, you know, I, I try to block one day a week. That's not open. So yeah, open. Yeah. Um, and then Good. I can use it where I need it. So when that moves Love around, it. it's tough, but it's, it's doable. You just gotta, you gotta balance. And it, yeah. it never, it's never easy, but it's, it's, it, it's, it's cycles. You know, there are patterns like my wife, I'll say, you know, God, I worked so hard today, but I'm busier now. I got more to do than I did when I started, you know, like I worked really hard all day and I'm further behind. You know what I mean? It, it's- yeah, because you're working on on big and new projects. Well, let me jump into some fatherhood questions for yeah, you. You know, thanks. in just a couple of sentences, when you hear the word "role of the father," um, what is it that you think of? Uh, if you were to narrow it down to a couple things, what's the role? A couple of things. Number one is protector. I would say number two is provider, but number three is, um, I you know, I feel like a leader or a, an educator, maybe. Mm. You know, more of a, uh, I want to show my kids how to live. I don't want to just talk to them and, and um, you know, I do my part. But um, so protect, provide, I would say, and then maybe lead. Hmm. Yeah. You're down to three things, but I don't know. Three seems yeah. like a pattern, you know. Love it. When you think about being a father the last 17 years, you know, we go through these seasons, ups and downs. Mm-hmm. But what have you learned about yourself? 
You know, mm-hmm. so w- when I think about, you know, being in a marriage or being a father, you you come into conflict with things about yourself and it gives you an opportunity to to grow and thrive, see where you're strong, see where you want to grow. What's yeah. something that you've learned about yourself? Yeah. As being a father. Well, a lot of things. It's a really good question. And I, I think I could talk for this about this for a long time. But, uh, you know, things I've learned about myself um, that I, I've learned that I can get better. I can learn new things. Mm. And, and uh, one of the, you know, this, you probably hear this a lot. I don't know. But one of the things I learned is how to be patient. And uh, I still struggle. Well, believe me, I, there are times where I wish I had more patience. Um, but yeah. I think having kids and being a father really taught me how to be patient in a way, in a dimension, in a, in a, in a capacity that I never would have otherwise been motivated to learn that. But I, when I saw that me being impatient, saw the impact it was having on my kids, like you could see it. I could see mm. the reaction to my, when I'd get worked up, they'd get worked up. And I mean, it's like, wait, what are you doing? You know, once I realized that, Hey, they're just following you. And um, it took me a little while to sort of see that and figure out, yeah. okay, I can handle this a different way. And I've learned how to do that better, I guess. Not all the time, believe me. But that's one thing I've learned about myself is I can get better. I can learn how to do things. And I'm motivated for different reasons that I would never have if I didn't have kids. Right? Having those kids really gives you the, the ultimate motivation, I think. Yeah. Yeah so good to be able to reflect on that and and to be able to see okay as a father because it requires you not to be selfish anymore oh you could be selfish and a d-back wow. father but you don't that's not what really any of us want um so, yeah. well it, it very you know there are some things i've learned that i got to take care of myself too you know um, right and I've, right. I've i've done that to varying degrees of success and failure but um just recently you know this whole covid thing last year right i was like everybody just locked up and locked down. And I put on a fair amount of weight, which is easy for me. I like to eat and drink and I, I'm not afraid, you know, exercise is not something I'm usually uh, used to doing, but I get out. I mean, we would go snowmobiling or hunting and fishing and active, but you know, with the COVID, all that fun stuff really stopped. So I added some pretty good weight and I'm not sure what triggered it, but um, I think I was, it was my clothes couldn't fit. I'm like, Oh my God, I can't wear these, you know? And I, I got serious. Like, and I went and got focused on getting healthy and eating, not a diet, but an eating approach that is, yeah. you know, all the common sense stuff that everybody knows. And anyway, so I, I actually did it like with some discipline and stayed focused and I lost like 30 pounds, which is nice. Meaning I've never had that before. I've never tried really like, yeah. perfect, you know, but it's like, I got to do this now or, it's never going to for you. Off, you know, and it's going to get worse. Of course, the doc is like, oh, my God, the, the minute, uh, you know, you get 50, everything is changes. It really does. And the older he says, the older you are, and the more weight you have, the harder it is to lose. And it'll mm. only it'll only cause more trouble as you get older. So he's like, if you can really lose it now would be a good time. And, and so maybe that was a conversation with my doctor. He's a pretty smart guy. And uh, anyway, so I've been focused on that. And so for the last maybe. I'll say six months, I've changed some of my eating habits, right? I wouldn't call it dieting, and I'm really not an exercise nut. I don't think I ever will be. But uh, I've just been a little more disciplined on the choices I make or what, what I actually put 
into my mouth, right? Yeah, that's, that, that's a huge, yeah, that's the, a huge part kids, of it. My kids notice is what I'm saying. They notice uh, it. And, uh, like, I finally am buying some new clothes, like stuff that fits, you know, and like I've never, I've never fit into a large T-shirt. You know, it's been a long time. I've been an XL or a two XL, and now I'm buying large. Like, really, you know, that's a, a milestone. That's awesome. I've never gone backwards. You know what I mean? It's always, yeah, yeah. it's always the next one up. But uh, so my kids are seeing that. And I don't know if that's, uh, but talking about change and being willing to change and get uncomfortable. You know, yeah. certainly not not been easy but i'm getting you know like anything you just adapt and that becomes the way you do it so yeah no oh man good for you um well the podcast is fatherhood field notes and i'm really excited about the topic that we're going to talk about in a few minutes here but before we do the, the theme or the mantra behind it is rebel and create yeah. and this theme for me is like could be applied to something small, like I'm rebelling against having my phone at the dinner table so that I can create family conversation. Or it could be I'm rebelling against the Homer Simpson belief that, you know, all dads are D-bags and I'm going to create a world where fatherhood matters. Yeah. So when you think about that idea of rebel and create, what's something that John is or has been rebelling against? And what yeah. do you hope to create out of that? Well, it's a great question. Uh, it's really a great question, Ned. And I, what I rebel against is, uh, I guess two things come to mind. One is, is people losing connection, right? I don't like, I'm, I'm lucky. I've got a lot of friends from school, from college, from my work and my career and different things I'm, I'm active and involved with. So I'm, I rebel against people losing connection with their friends. And then, Mm. What I'm going to do is I'm going to create an opportunity for guys to connect. And um, and that's what I've done with with my holiday. It, it didn't start out this way, but this is what it's turned into is a real opportunity for guys to connect and share and celebrate fatherhood and being. Yeah, yeah I love it. So let's jump right in to to you created a, a holiday. So what is that holiday? Right. I own the, the, the holiday called Father's Eve, which uh, is new, probably nobody's heard of it still. We're, we're still uh, early stage, I guess, in terms of awareness. But uh, it's, of course, the night before Father's Day. Yeah. So uh, the story goes, you know, Father's Day, everybody knows it's the third Sunday in June, Father's mm-hmm. Day. It's a great day for dads and family. And you spend the day usually do, excuse me, doing something fun, you know, with your family or your dad or whatever, if your dad's still around. And right. uh, or with your kids or, or with somebody's kids or whatever. It's a dad day for dads and family. Father's Eve then is the night before. It's always a Saturday night before Father's Day. And it's just for the dads. So the idea is Father's Eve is when we get together and we share and we talk and we we might have a beer, you know, we might have a game or some activity, but uh, it's just to get together. There's really no agenda. There's no uh, quote program, you know, some of them are fundraisers. We've made ours a fundraiser because we can do that. And, That's awesome. And do some good, but it's pretty low key. It's, it's just the idea is that guys need to stay connected. And um, when they get connected with no judgment, right, this is what we call it a judgment, right. free, a judgment free environment, right? Right. Uh, we're not selling anything. We're not, we're not taking credit cards. You know, we're not, none of that. If a guy wants to come and play and hang out, great you know if they don't don't we're we're online and we're in person so it's a hybrid event this year for the first time oh this year's hybrid and last year was just virtual right 
Last year we had to go virtual because the stupid COVID. So right. my my uh, my team were like, well, there's some guys who want to do it anyway, you know. And I'm like, well, why not? Why not? And my my lawyer he he called me. He said, what are you going to do? I said, well, whatever. He he said, no, no, no. He said, you better tell them not to because if some idiot gets COVID at, and he says, oh, it was at the Father's Eve party or whatever, you know, that could be bad for you. I'm like, yeah. Yeah, that would be bad for me. Yeah, so, yeah. so he said, you can't, you don't want to do that. So we did it from my garage in uh, Mendota Heights. You know, when I was a kid, I'm 54, right? So when I was a kid growing up, used to watch Dick Clark on Times Square on TV, and he'd do the countdown every hour at midnight. You'd wait till midnight, and the thing would go, and he'd like recreate it or whatever, and you'd count it down, 10, 9, 8, you know, all the way, New Year's Eve, right? Father's Eve, we backed that up to eight o'clock because I got to go home by 10 o'clock. It's, it's Father's Day. I, I'm not staying out all night. So we, Father's Eve, our, our, our toast to the dads is at eight o'clock local time. So we did that countdown from my garage. We did East Coast, then Central Time, then Mountain Time, then Pacific, right? Four time zones across America. And we live streamed it out of my garage. How and it fun. Was, it was a riot. I mean, it got a little crazy because, of course, every hour we, we kind of got a little further in. And I, <laughs> I could have 10 guys in my garage with the COVID rules, right? And so we had the doors open and we were throwing the bags. It was beautiful in the middle of June, you know, last summer. So this summer we're doing the same thing probably, but not from my garage. Now we're having a big event here at, at a brewery like we used to, right? We used to have big events and we made it a fundraiser with charity, like an auction or, or a silent auction or a big raffle. I, th I think we'll do a raffle this year with some prizes. We work on sponsors. We really want to have some fun, get guys to come out. You know, now it's after COVID, it's like hopefully by middle of June, it'll be even better, right? The vaccines and everything and it's outside. So come on out and connect. We say for Father's Eve is, you know, either bring your buddies and come to Father's Eve or come make some new ones. You know, yeah. if you don't know anybody, if you're in a town or a city and you're new and you just move there or whatever, and you're, you know, this is not, uh, it, there's nothing to it. That's what makes it. So people are like, well, what's the catch? Like there is no catch, you know, it's just father's Eve. It just happens just like any other. Yeah. Holiday. It just, yeah, I happen. love it because it sounds like, you know, it really, and I'd like to hear a little bit more of just how many years in the natural, but it, it was a natural flow of you hanging out with buddies Yeah, and, and then them wanting to come back and then you guys going, Hey, let's do this around father's day. And I think, you know, I don't know if maybe you could speak into this, but have you found a lot of, a lot of guys really dig it because a lot of men feel alone, feel isolated, aren't creating time to go be with other dads. And sometimes when we are yeah. together, we're not really being intentional celebrating fatherhood. We're more, you know, people could be joking about how tough marriage is or how tough fatherhood fatherhood is. And it's, yeah. it's, you know, this is a spin to go, hang on a second. Let's all actually say what matters to us and be a little bit more real with each other versus just, you know, popping around for a game of pool at the bar, which is fine too, but oh, this yeah. is different than that. So what, what kind of, you know, what have you seen in, in that creating that space yeah. for dads? Yeah. Exactly right, Ned. I'll, I'll tell you what I've seen and what we've done, and, and we try to do it kind of subtly and carefully. Because first of all, Father's Eve is about having fun. Yeah. It's got to be about having fun. It's. I say to guys, you know, we're not selling anything. 
We're not fixing anything. We're not, we're not solving anyone's problems. We're not preaching to anybody. We're not nothing. We, we're just I like that. Yeah. To have a good time. We might have some games. Like we do a bags tournament. There might be some food. There might be some beers or beverages. It might be at a bar. It might be at a background. It could be, it started in my garage, like open the door and bring a cooler. You know, there was nothing to it. Yeah. And so most, most everything's free, right? If you charge anything for Father's Eve, it has to be a fundraiser for charity. Now we're not a charity, but a lot of guys make like, we'll sell tickets and we might sell t-shirts and we'll have some fun with it. But all of that money goes to charity. And nice. we say 110% of whatever we generate goes to charity because we just give it all. We, we're not a charity. We don't, I want to make money through sponsors. That's my goal, right? But Got it. Uh, that's not the charity thing. Anyway, um, what I've seen happen and, and the way we create that environment for guys to just open up, um, number one is because it's just guys mostly. Now, we don't, we got nothing against women, obviously, and, and nothing against children, but people say, well, what about, you know, it's a bunch of guys. It's kind of weird. I'm like, no, it, it's just guys that want to be there. And there's nothing weird about it. it. It's fun. It's it's safe. I say it's a judgment-free environment because yeah. most, most guys really don't care if you say something or don't say something. Nobody's going to say, well, what are you going to say? Right, right. Nobody cares, right? The, the expectations are very low and very simple. Just show up, have a good time, say hello if you want to say hello. The way we get guys talking about it sometimes is, you know, and I'm a, I'm a connector, right, by nature. And I love talking to people. That's kind of what I do. But you ask a few questions, you know, tell me about yourself. Tell me about your wife. Tell me about your kids. Tell me about your job. What do you do? Right. I hate that question. But what do you do? Well, I, I do what I can to help, you know, my kids. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, franchise business is out of trouble. Right. That's what I do. But you get people asking. So, like, I would say, for example, you know, Ned, uh, how old are your kids? You know, whatever. Your kids are are younger than my kids or if, if like if my kids going to college right now. So I would look for some older hair, older looking dad. And I'd say, do you have any kids in college? What was it like when your kid went to college? Mm -hmm. What did you do? What did you not do? What do you wish you would have done? You know, what yeah. did you know? What can I learn from your experience? Right. So I might ask simple question, you know, my kids going to college, man, what do you think? What should I be doing that I, that you did, you know, what worked or what didn't work or whatever. So, like, I had a guy ask me, uh, his kid needed to, was my, he said, my kids are trying to learn how to ride a bike. I think I got to mm. teach them how to ride a bike. And I said, well, let me tell you, here's how I did it. Here's what I did. Here's what worked. Here's what didn't work. You know, try this. How cool. Yeah. So the guy's not asking for help. Like, God, I need help. Because guys don't want to ask for directions. They don't want to ask for help. But if you get them in a place where they can actually talk about stuff and maybe offer some ideas in a way that is not like judgy or, um, or salesy. It's just legit. It's just guys talking about. Yes. Yeah. So it's like you, you, know? you haven't. So when some, so say somebody wants to throw one of these events, do you do a training and okay, you got to have leaders and okay, you guys are going to go talk to people or is it just no. way more relaxed than that? Yeah. It's, it's way more, it's much more informal. We have a, a website, fathersEve.com. And I don't have it up here on my screen. I love all your imagery and graphics, by the way. It looks so good. Well, we got a talented team uh, uh, that I would say thanks to my buddy Dan, who does our stuff with the website. Um, and we got a lot of guys. So, you know, over the years, I mean, we've we've been doing this for a while. And, we you know, we get a little smarter every year. Yeah. 
we try a little earlier with some better ideas. You know, ideas are easy and cheap. It's doing the work. It's the hard part. And of it's course. hard work. And I'm running a business or two of my own. And I got kids in my own life. And, you know, all these guys are busy. So we're all, we're, but it's a seasonal thing. It's like what I call a hyper seasonal business. It's one night a year. So right. we, got, we got a lot that goes into it. But um, I got good people. So when you get to fathersEve.com, and you want to host an event is what we call it. We don't call it a party. Uh, it might turn into a party. It might look like a party. It might, you know, it's kind of what you want, but we don't call it a party. We don't advertise it as a party. It's an event. It's a gathering. It's an opportunity, really, to get yeah. people together to do some good. So most guys do it in either their backyard or basement or garage, like I started in my garage. Then they move it to a bar or a restaurant, maybe a neighborhood block party. But it's still then then it goes from being a private party to a, a public party or an open party. Like if it's at the end of your street, maybe you just want your neighbors and that's it. So we don't advertise the address. If it's in your basement, you know, you don't want me advertising your address. Right, right, right. So you can have a private party where we just list the city and the, you know, the state or whatever, just a dot on the map. And then we have public parties. If a guy says, yeah, I don't care. Everybody can come. We're going to meet up at the whatever place, you know. So that's usually public and everyone pays their own way. And maybe you get like the back room at a bar, like we did it. O'Gara's for three years, the guy is a friend of mine and he gave us half the parking lot and the back room, you know. Nice. So just to get, a, when did you start? What year was it that you started? Well, it started as an accident in uh, 2012. Okay. 2012 was, uh, we call it the accident because it was really just a calendar thing that, uh, that had it and it was coincidental and, and, so we called it Father's Eve like a joke because it just happened to be the night before. Oh, nice. And then pre-COVID, what was, how many events were happening across the well, United States? Yeah, the real the first, so it took us three years to figure out we actually had something of potential. So we moved it to a public event in a bar in 2015. That was the first kind of real Father's Eve where we printed T-shirts. Nice, nice. Tried to raise some money. We raised ten grand for charity that year. Wow, that's was, cool. Wow, that was yeah more than we expected, right? We didn't know what we were doing. So then we trademarked it and licensed it, right? Because that's my day job in the franchise world. So we trademarked Father's Eve and we license it for free. So we give it away. There's no charge. There is a license agreement, but it's really easy to, to, to follow. And really what we're trying to do is build a list. We're trying to build, you know, we want to know who's coming and who's participating. Mm -hmm. That list is the asset we can use to attract sponsors mm. who can give us resources to have bigger events and promote right. and do it even bigger and better. So, so um, we licensed it 2016. We did it in 12 cities. Uh, 2017, I think it was into the 20s. 2018 was in the 40s in terms of numbers, like number yeah. 43 or 44. You know, we get a few that come in and a few that leave. 2019, we were at 60 cities. Wow. In all kinds of places and a couple in Canada and a, one in Mexico. And we've had a guy in uh, Scotland who did one and a guy in the UK and or in uh, Costa Rica did one. Man, um, you are on some just awesome growth. Yeah, we had uh, great momentum, and then the yeah. COVID hit, and it's like, oh, now what do we do? So we went online, which is way out of my comfort zone, just to be honest, right? It was yeah, it's yeah. not something I ever would have, like, oh, we got to do it online, right? Never thought of it. And uh, 
found someone to help us and we figured it out. We spent a few bucks, but we, we did a program. We, we got our, our, our dad group partners. We, we work with a couple of partner groups that we really like, some fatherhood groups. You know, there's a lot of great people doing great things in the fatherhood movement. Totally. So yeah. We want to give them some visibility. And, and so like, okay, we'll partner. We're not really doing anything but trying to help each other and spread some word and, and build the awareness. And so, so we had them submit videos. And then we made a little sequence. Me and one of the other guys shot these little intro videos that would go between the, the program videos. And we had a comedian who did a, like a funny program about dads and choices. But it was serious but good. For fun. Yeah, we, fun. We'd cut to the countdown, the live shot from my garage for like five minutes. Right. We'd, we'd say, OK, stop everything. Get a beer, you know, two minutes, you know. And, and then we'd run it out. And then we'd do the toast. And then they'd cut and they'd go back to the program, you know. And um, so the program would run and thing would shut off. I think it was like a 30 or 40 minute program. And then it would kind of go off and we'd change time zones and it would start over again. And then they'd cut back to the live and it's now an hour later and, and it's hour dark. You know, the sun's going down and we've been hanging out for a little while. So we do the countdown again and then it finishes the program. And then it cycles again, you know, and then we did it third time. Then we did it a fourth time. And by the fourth <laughs> time, you know, it was 10 o'clock here. Yeah. Dark out. So we had all the spot. We had to get lighting because you couldn't see anything, you know. And, and some of the guys were getting after it pretty good. It was good. It was over. That was the end of it for yeah, us. Yeah, yeah. You know? But um, so Father's yeah, I- now we're going to do hybrid this year. So we're going to do the online, but not from here. We're going to do it from the, 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 the event we're having at a brewery. But then nice. it'll so, be all over the country too. So I think what we'll do is have somebody in the East Coast do the East Coast, do their time zone. You know, maybe we'll do the Central time zone. Someone else, Denver or whatever, can do Mountain. L.A. or Seattle can do East West Coast. You know, we we can. I think we can have it cut in from different places. Um, with, with that's the, awesome. So this year, if you know, if a dad's listening to this and there's nothing in their town and maybe they're not really ready to do something like that, they could go join the live one. Just go register on fathersEve.com, go register for the one in their time zone and be a part of uh, you know, what other dads are doing. That's right. That's right. We are and then, against uh, isolation and boredom. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think you know. Something that is really significant that you're creating, which I don't think enough of us do, is you're just creating space. Yeah. And like, I mean, it's just kind of like show up and then you know that it'll work itself out because you know how it is showing up to something brand new. It might feel a little awkward. Like, and I love how you said it a few times. There's no agenda. We're not preaching to you. We're not teaching you. We're not offering advice. We're not training a bunch of leaders on how, like, when you come in, what to say and do. We're not signing you up for anything. It's no. once a year. Um, right. And I think that's such a real, it's such an uh, important thing to note that sometimes we overthink things, but if you just create the space, put a couple beers out there, mm-hmm. you're going to create an opportunity. And maybe it'd be hard for dudes to, you know, to say, Hey guys, do you want to come over to my house Tuesday? We're just going to have some beers and talk about being husbands or talk about being dads. People that might be that. hard to do, but to have a reason like father's Eve well, but is a, uh, great way to do it yeah and i'll tell you what happens i mean i've seen it in my event where guys come back year after year like oh yeah i remember you from last year right yeah he didn't see the dude didn't know his name but he remembered oh how you doing yeah i'm so and so you know so they become buddies and 
So they showed up as strangers. I mean, a lot of guys are new first timers or whatever, which is fine. We want them all. And then, but after you hang out for a couple hours and we got activities, we got something to do. You know, there's people moving around. It's no big deal. It's so low key. And then, but if you want to talk, someone will talk to you, you know, but if you don't want to talk, nobody cares. Right. Yeah. It doesn't matter. And then, but they come back. And I mean, we've seen, we've seen networks grow. Uh, I've seen uh, actually one guy got a job from a different guy at one of the, oh, yeah. you know, he got like, yeah, I got hired, you know, um, but that's not expected, you know, but networking happens, but it's really just guys hanging out and, you know, you'll find your people and you'll, you'll get comfortable or, you know, we, um, we, yeah. we, don't, uh, we, I mean, like we have groups, like there's a city dads group here in Minneapolis. So like that, those guys will wear their t-shirt, you know? Oh, okay. Big deal. You know, if you want to learn something about them, you can talk to them about it. You know, it, we're not, it's nothing aggressive. It's just, Would you uh, say that most of the groups around the U S are more like just a dad who is like, Hey, I'm going to invite some yeah. homies over and yeah. maybe a couple neighbor guys. And we're just going to hang out yeah. and celebrate that we're dads. It's usually pretty low key, pretty personal, a bunch of guys and his friends. Maybe they bring some friends. And then if they step it up after they do it a couple of years, usually it, it picks up some momentum because it is kind of fun and easy. And once they've done it, usually two or three years, the third time it's like, okay, we're going for it now. And I said, then make it a fundraiser, right? Then mm. give it kind of another dimension of purpose. Whether you pick a local charity that you like, or we've got a national relationship with Children's Miracle Network. It's a hospital network, children's hospitals. Yeah. They have 170 hospitals. So like here in Minneapolis, we raise money for the children's hospital and we give them whatever we raise money, we give it to them because it's for kids. And it's there's dads actually in that hospital with their kids. We go get the dads and say, come on out. You know, you're probably not from here. You might be from, you know, some other part of the state or some other part of the depending on how far away, you know, but we'll bring them out for Father's Eve. Because they're dads, right? It's for yeah. all the dads. But the idea is once you do Father's Eve and you start to get some momentum, people want to come back. They want to do something with you. You say, well, let's make it a fundraiser and and do something for someone else. Because that's why we're here, you know, to yeah. help, help each other and help others. Yeah, John, I think it's so cool what you've made and just the loose script that you have on it in the sense that it isn't this controlling thing. There's nothing you're really trying to get out of it other than creating a great network of dads who support each other and who encourage each other. And I think we just forget that sometimes that's really important for us to, to really encourage other dads and, and for us too, to know that we're not alone. You know, it's a big reason why I do this podcast is I'm on a journey to, to learn about fatherhood and to help spread the word that fatherhood matters. And each of us are unique in our own way and you're creating this space and it's so, I mean, it is so easy, right? It's not a, Hey, once a month we meet, Hey, every other month we meet, Hey, there's a membership fee for this. Hey, you know, read this book. It's just like, dude, just show up, up. chill out. And I think that's kind of the secret. I got to, I appreciate you stating it because I got to remember it. That's what makes it work is it's, it's fun. It's free. It's father's Eve. Right. That's our, yeah. Oh, I like okay. it. Fun, free and Father's Eve. And it's this, you know, it's like, you know, you want to spend time with your kids and stuff on Father's Day, but to also remind yourself like, hey, it's a, I can get out. I could go cut loose a little bit and, and enjoy yeah. being with some other brothers who are, who yeah. are on this adventure of fatherhood. Yeah, no, it's, it's got a lot of, a lot of great, uh, um, a lot of great angles. And, and I'll tell you what happens, you know, 
is sometimes guys will hear something or see something or recognize something. They might even hear a conversation or even if they're not part of a conversation, just being there, recognizing other dads who are proud to be a dad, right? Yeah. Just the awareness. It triggers just one degree of like intentional, like, gee, I could be a better dad, you know? Right, right. If I took being a dad just a little more seriously, just paid attention a little bit more, right? Just this, the, the, what I'll call incremental improvement, right? Just a little awareness of how important it is to be a dad and maybe I could be a better dad or, or, or influence other kids around me who need a father figure, you know, even if they're not your kids, you can be more intentional about helping the people around you. That's valuable. And that comes out of Father's Eve. Guys go away with mm. like, I get it, you know, a little bit more like, uh-huh, I really, being a dad really is more important than uh, my fantasy football league, you know, or, or whatever, you know, things of that nature where yeah. guys get distracted with work and other things and other hobbies. And it's like, well, yeah, but what about your kids? Well, you take them for granted. But Father's Eve is a point where you can be a little more on purpose about being mm. just a little bit better as a dad. And you'd be surprised um, the good things that come from just a little more awareness, just having. Yeah, the, the I think it's just I think it's so cool because sometimes we just we try to make things way too complicated. And like you said, just that little degree of change. And I mean, that's impacting legacy big time. And yeah. the fact that it's one day, the fact that it's one evening, I think that that just gives a ton of uh flexibility and, and, and low commitment for dudes, which we all know, nobody wants to add more to their plate. Just like you were talking about the beginning of your calendar, you know, it's hard to do, but Hey, one day a year, let's celebrate this and live a life on purpose. And so I love what you're doing. Um, before I ask you my final question, I'm going to flip back to a little bit more your fatherhood. Um, is there anything else that you'd like to share about father's eve or anything else important you know i I think just you know for me to say go to fathersEve.com. either do one with a couple of your homies or find one local if you're looking to meet other new dads but uh what what a great opportunity and that's coming up you know june 20th when do people need to register for this if they want to do it well we'd love to have them uh you know in may I mean, we, we don't really push our thing to the public until after Mother's Day. We've learned that lesson. So <laughs> yeah, we, we really start pushing it out in June. Uh, this year, Saturday, it'll be June 19th, which will be interesting. You know, yep. uh, But the 20th is a Sunday. So we're always the night before, which is super easy. I don't have to think about, well, I wonder what night it should be. It's, it's always the night before Father's Day. So it's always a Saturday. And uh, yeah, it just, we want more people to get involved, whether you join us in an event, whether you host an event is what we call it, or if you join us online or follow us on all the social and all the rest of it. I mean, you know, anything you can do to help us would be great. Yeah, perfect. I would just, and I love it. It's, it's free, low commitment. It's just a great way for dads to connect. So I love what you're doing. Keep doing what you're doing. We would love to support and promote and be a part of a part of that. So yeah, thanks for sharing the story on it and what, what you're doing. I love the intentionality and the simplicity of what you're doing. Really powerful. Thanks, Ned. I appreciate the chance to talk about it and share it with you and your audience. And I appreciate your feedback because it kind of reminds me of really what I'm doing and why I'm doing it. 
Um, Man, I am the number one guy to make things complicated and to overdo (laughs) something. And so, you know, I see in the simplicity of it, you know, especially as I've learned more about, you know, how dudes operate they're, they got enough on their plate to, to be, to make life complicated. They need something simple, show up, yeah. nothing's expected of them. And in that moment is where the freedom comes to then get something out of it. You know? Right. That's exactly right. Thank you for yeah. stating it that way. Yeah, it's beautiful. Well, let me ask you last question, uh, sure, fatherhood yeah. related. So you've got a 14 year old and a 17 year old. This oh, yeah. question is a, is a legacy question. So imagine, you know, 20 years from now, mm-hmm. 20 years from now, you're peering into the homes of your daughters mm-hmm. and, you know, maybe they, they're living their life. Maybe they have kids, maybe, you know, what is it that you see and you go, okay, the way that they're living their life is a reflection of the decisions I made on a daily basis as a father while they grew up. Wow. Uh, they are, um, healthy and happy and um, doing something, um, you know, meaningful or, or useful, <laughs> you know, they're not, they're not, uh, you know, in, in a bad place. They're, they're, um, they're doing what they want really. And they're doing that well. They're being themselves, authentic self. Mm. And uh, maybe if I'm lucky, they're not working super hard, you know, they're working, but maybe not, they're not, you know, they've got a little bit of an advantage. That would be a generous thing. But uh, yeah, I just want them, you want them to be happy and healthy. And how does it reflect on me is, is they're doing some good for themselves and for the people around them. You know, they've learned how to help people. Yeah, I think, and it's, that's kind of what you started out saying right away. And I think, man, the Father's Eve is a great example of that slow and steady race, something that it's not money driven, which is fine. We all need to make a living. But it's focused on helping those around and not just yourself. And I mean, Father Steve is such a great example of that. And so they see the work and dedication that you put into that as a side thing, right? Oh, yeah. And and, uh, that's shaping them. So, man, I, I just... I love getting to know you, John, and hearing what you're doing with Father's Eve, the father, the husband, the friend that you are, the space you create for others. And I just encourage you to keep at it, you know, even through the struggles of how to do this with COVID, you know, it's probably actually giving you more reach, yeah. you know, and, and yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm excited to, to find and see or be a part of some Father's Eve this year. Well, I appreciate you giving me a chance to share it again and, and talking about it. And, and uh, like I said, I really appreciate your feedback. It's, it's, you're giving me good clarity and that's helpful. And awesome. uh, yeah, we'd love to have you be part of it and anyone in your audience want to be part of it. I mean, it's open, it's fun, it's free. It's, it's a gas. It really is a lot of fun. And um, uh, we'll be online and I think we're getting the hang of that too. Everyone is. Yeah. So that'll probably yeah. be more fun this year as well. Awesome. Awesome. Well, I look forward to it. It's just, you know, weeks away, really, if you think about it. So if you guys are hearing this, go to fathersEve.com and check it out. I got some work to do, man. Thank you. (laughs) All right, John, talk to you next time. Thank Thank you so much. Take care. What a rad dude and a fun event that he's created. If you have any desire to throw something together yourself and maybe invite a few dads, I think it's really a cool opportunity with a very low commitment to just say, hey, let's get together, it's Father's Eve. And then it doesn't just have to be a show up and goof off, which you can still do, but you could grab some beers, 
grab some cornhole, whatever, and then just be like, dude, isn't it awesome that we're dads? And just have a little bit of time together. And if you're not interested in doing something like that or doing it with a homie, then maybe go on their website, fathersEve.com, and go see if there's an event around you and maybe you could go meet some other dads. But again, dudes, if you're listening to this, you're already uh, kind of a level up in the sense of intentionality and it's not better than, but it's an awareness that you are growing as a father. So don't think that you don't have what it takes to do something like this. You 100% have what it takes. John's no better than you. I'm no better than you. You are a dad. You are a man. You have what it takes. So if it's something you're down for, interested in, dude, I encourage you, take that step out and and, uh, handle it. All right. Thank you to all you dads out there listening to Rebel and Create's Fatherhood Field Notes podcast. What you do matters. Don't be like everybody else. Be yourself. That's who your kids, spouse, and community needs. This is your guide, Ned Shout. Together, let's rebel against the view that fatherhood has little impact and create lives engaged in mastering the craft of fatherhood. If you have a question, something you want to throw out at me, email me, ned at rebelandcreate.com. Would love to hear from you. If you haven't already, go follow us on Facebook and Instagram. And if you haven't, write a quick review on uh, whatever platform you are listening to this on. Look forward to talking to you next time.